Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. I am Bridget McGowan, and today I have with me James Valentine. James, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bridget. Thank you. Thank you for having me, actually. Now, James, you have a really interesting, we'll call it tagline of sorts or moniker of sorts, and you are the Million Dollar Manifest Coach. Now, at the same time, I understand that you have not always been this bold, brave, get out there and do your thing speaker. How did you go from that to <laughs> million dollar manifest coach? Because there's nothing in that tagline right. or nothing in that title that says to me, this man isn't confident. So how did we get from there to here? That is a really great question, Bridget. And I, I've been doing this for, I've been speaking for almost 27 years now. From the very first time in my local church, when the pastor had something called Children's Church, where anyone from the congregation would be invited up to speak and share what was what they received during that week for the children. And so I remember just being a really rough time in my life. I really needed something, an outlet like that to be able to share, to be able to work with kids in some way. And so I would raise my hand uh, every Sunday saying, hey, I want to do it next Sunday or I want to do it this Sunday. And it was just getting in front of a large group of people. Uh, I would call the children up. I would have the children come up and I would just share what was on my heart. Now, it started to get shaky. It started to get kind of a little scary when some of the messages that I was receiving was not just for the children, but were for the adults as well. So that's really was my first foray into standing before a crowd speaking and I had to work through the nervousness because the children were fine. It was the adults like, okay, wait, how, I'm not comfortable talking to adults. And just the progression over the years of speaking in other churches, I worked in mental health fields. So I would give presentations in the mental health uh, area. I worked with domestic violence, sexual assault victims. So I was giving presentations there. And then I transitioned into coaching. So it was just, it was a continual process. However, I'll share this. It, I was comfortable standing in front of large crowds of people or small, small and large crowds of people until 2020 when COVID hit. And now I got to do this thing on this computer here. <laughs> and I, was, I, was, I was like, okay, wait, I'm supposed to talk to nobody but somebody on a screen. On a screen. And so I had to get used to that. And, and how I got past that was every single day. I just, for 30 straight days, I would just talk. I would just talk. I would just talk. I don't care if I was on for five minutes, one minute, 10 minutes until it just became a comfort zone. 
Okay, and you answered the next question I was going to ask you, which was, how did you make that transition? Because you are not alone. Yeah. When, yes, when 2020 hit and all of a sudden people were having to do school online and presentations online and meetings online, and it wasn't as comfortable of a situation for some as it was for others. So I like where you said, well, you know what? It didn't matter how much time I spent doing it for 30 days. And that's how things become a habit. And that's how things become more comfortable. Make it 20 days, 30 days, however many days it takes for you to get to the point where you're feeling more confident. Now, you and I share a commonality, if you will, with speaking in church. Mm-hmm. I was the church school secretary for Pleasant Hill United <laughs> Methodist Church in Swart Out, Texas for I don't know how many years. And I took that job seriously. Yes. And like you said, it was easy talking to the children. And so making my report, I wasn't too worried about what the children thought, but it was the adults with us and they're listening. Are you sure you count that collection? correctly is that the script that was the basis of today's lesson i had to give the full report so you and i both started speaking if you will in the church and then you just kind of progressed and made presentations in the mental health area making presentations as a coach what would you recommend for listeners where they're not trying to go back and be a church school secretary (laughs) (laughs) they're trying to get up in front of a congregation right right What would you recommend for listeners to get their speaking chops a little bit more sharpened, but, you know, in a, in an environment that's maybe comfortable for them, where can they start? What can they do? You know, it's funny. I I had a, uh, I had a a good friend of mine who he reached out to me a couple of weeks ago. He was uh, given an opportunity to speak to a school. He's a, he's a teacher. I think he, he's working five, you know, uh, kindergarten class, uh, maybe pre-K, whatever. And so someone had, had, had reached out to him and wanted him to be a speak, wanted him to speak. And he had never spoken before. And he was like, James, I'm, I'm a little nervous. I feel an imposter syndrome. I don't know if this is for me. And so I told him to do really what, what I started doing. I told him to stand in front of a mirror, you know, to really kind of position yourself to, to really get get the feel of what it what it feels like, and I've seen other amazing speakers do this as well. Before before a talk was beginning to take place, they would grab the mic, they would stand on the stage by themselves, and just go over what they were going to talk about. So I told him to stand in front of a, a mirror and just give him give give his presentation in front of the mirror. And also, I told him that I at one point would just stand in front of a room empty room and just feel like I was speaking to a large group of people. And it just, that got me more used, more, more comfortable, more used to it, more used to it, et cetera. Now there are many, now, as far as getting on stages, there are many opportunities to get on stages. There are uh, groups out there. There are meetups you can establish or be a part of, but really to get that as being a part of your comfort zone, it's just, it's doing it. It's just doing it. And I know when, for me, whether it's five people or 500 people, it feels the same because that's how, you know, that was my mindset when I started. 
My favorite strategy is empty room. I'm telling yeah. you yeah. that empty room is how I do it. That's how I practice before yes. every speaking engagement. And make sure you visit the room that you're going to be speaking yes. in at least a couple of hours, if not the day before, if you can do that, visit that room. So when you walk into it for the performance, the real show, it's it's familiar to you. You feel a lot more comfortable. But that empty room, that's my jam. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, you you would think that I'm in Carnegie Hall or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. James A. Valentine, the millionaire. Uh, the Million Dollar Manifest Coach is a best-selling author, international speaker, mindset teacher, hypnotherapist, and founder of the Quantum Activation Method. James is also certified in neuro-linguistic programming and has served in the transformational space for almost 30 years now. James helps higher consciousness and heart-centered women entrepreneurs become six- and seven-figure business owners who experience greater confidence and a feeling of being limitless while having a positive impact on the world. What can you tell listeners, James, about the power of speaking and how that can create a limitless mindset for their listeners or their audiences how can yeah go ahead I just say great question and 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 it, it really hits me and resonates with me when you say that or when you ask that question because I, some some people I've worked with flash across my mind my own testimony flashes across my mind some of us were, were raised in an environment where children were to be seen and not heard and so to feel like you don't have a voice oftentimes can be very limiting because you take that experience from when you were younger into your teenage years, into your young adult years, and now you're an adult, and maybe you're in your office and you want to approach your boss about a new position or more money, but you feel like you don't have a voice or you're in part of a crowd and a topic comes up that you feel like you really know a lot about this topic or enough about this topic that you could share if you wanted to, but because you have felt like your voice doesn't matter, maybe you you remain a little bit quiet or you're a little standoffish. And so being able to speak has so much liberating power and it's so indicative of a courageous person. So much is so indicative. And words have power at the same time, right? Like being able to speak your truth and being able to speak it. Maybe you're in a relationship and there's something, there's something that comes up. Feeling like, you know what? I'm not going to be passive aggressive. I'm going to speak my truth. I'm going to speak it intelligently. I'm going to speak it non-aggressively but I'm going to speak my truth because here's what I believe. If you are not speaking, I don't care whether it's a stage or your home or your business or whatever, if you're not speaking your truth, you're not speaking those, those moments uh, of indecision or of not speaking kind of get locked inside you. And so now you're operating in a way that is not consistent with who you are fully. It's not consistent with your greatest self. You're limiting, you're greatly limited. And so speaking, I don't care what platform, what environment, or where you're at, being able to speak your truth 
I don't care how it has to come out. My mindset was, before I begin to perfect speaking, whether it was on stages, I got, I just have to say what I have to say so I can get it off of me, so I can get it out of me. Because again, I believe that that gets locked up in you and it compromises your life and, and how you move and, and have your, you know, how you move through life. So I agree with you that it can compromise your life and it can mm-hmm. put some limitations on the actions that you take. Now, in listening to your introduction is what I'll call it, which introduction probably isn't the right word because introduction suggests that's like the start of the show <laughs> and that's not where I did your introduction. Sorry, <laughs> tangent. This is why when I taught, I always had to have an agenda on the board because right. I would go off on a tangent in a minute. Now, I get it. You, you can feel stymied, but back to my point about your introduction, mm-hmm. sometimes people will, will think, well, geez, James can say all of this because he's, he's highly accomplished. He's this millionaire. I keep saying millionaire. I'm speaking it into existence. Okay. Mm-hmm. If it's not already there, <laughs> it's going to happen. He's this million dollar manifest coach. He's an author and not just an author, but a best-selling author. He speaks in the United States and on foreign soil. He's a teacher. Him there. I, I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. And so some people will say, well, yeah, James, you can say that. You, you can say that you can be limitless because look at all that you've achieved. Do people need to have a ton of accolades and achievements under their belt before they can start speaking to, you know, in order to get rid of the imposter syndrome? How, how, do, they, how do they get into this space of feeling limitless? And it, it, it definitely is, and I'll say this, for me, I'm an introvert. So even to be in front of, yeah, to be in front of a, a crowd of people, period, is, could, can be nerve wracking. And, and for me, it's not even being in front of them. It's the moment before I'm in front of them. And then it's the moment after I'm finished. When I'm on stage, it's like I'm home. But, but it can be very nerve wracking knowing that I'm going to be presenting to one person, five people, 500 people. I think for me, as I did with my friend that I spoke about two, two weeks ago, one of the things I, I did was it's about mindset. It's about you. It's about really lifting you up, encouraging yourself. I got this, your affirmations, building your, building, remembering your worth. Cause I'm not going to say building your worth because there's no one on this planet that does not have a great level of worth. We're all equal in that sense, but it's just reminding yourself, I got this. I got this. And again, you don't need a, you don't need a large group of people or, or anything like that. I know for me, it's, it is kind of like sitting down in a quiet space, visualizing the outcome that I want to experience before I speak, um, seeing myself have that, that, that experience or, or that level of success that I, that I want to have. And just being in that energy for a moment, being in that spirit for a moment, and then walking out there. So no, you don't need a large crowd. You don't need to write a book. It, it starts right where you are. It starts with recognizing your worth and moving through life, whether it's whatever platform you have available to you, or just in your your home, in your daily, you know, in your home on a daily basis. Just making sure you're speaking your truth. And I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm, 
I'm trying to make sure I hit this answer or to answer that question the way the way you're asking it. But I'll say it's it's about recognizing your worth and then opening your mouth. Ooh, yes. I like that. Now I'm going to add on to that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add on to that because you're right. You don't have to be an author. I had been speaking professionally since 2001. Mm-hmm. And it was 18 years later in 2019 before I had a book. So mm-hmm. you're right. You don't have to start, you know, you don't have to compile all of these, ex- not experiences, experiences are very important, but all mm-hmm. of these accomplishments, right. right, and accolades and such. And what James did did not happen overnight. No, no. So start and then it comes to you. So maybe you start speaking and then you start blogging. Maybe you start blogging and then you think to yourself, oh, I love this. I should start podcasting. I love this. Maybe I can turn my blogs into a book. Uh, it, It just continues to grow. Or maybe you're writing articles on social media, or maybe you create a YouTube channel, but don't feel like you have to do all of it at once. Don't feel like you have to land this speaking engagement in front of hundreds of people or thousands of people to quote unquote have arrived. Just start and then everything just, it it, it just comes. If it's, it, it just comes to you. If you're really working hard and you're speaking from a place of knowledge and passion and experience and all of it just kind of works together. Absolutely. James, you'll have an opportunity to ask me a question in a few minutes. I -hmm. want to ask you, what is the topic that you speak on most often? And what is the important lesson that your audiences learn from you? I think the topic that I speak on most often is because I kind of cover cover many different areas. I kind of cover five key areas, but, and so at different points, one could dominate the other. But I I think the topic I speak on the most is, is recognizing your worth, whether it's through my coaching or whether it's speaking in in front of crowds or even on on Zoom uh, webinars, it's, it's recognizing your worth, that there's a deeper part of ourselves where all the magic is. And if we can get past the thoughts in our head, if we can get past what somebody may say about who we are or whatever, really about defining who you are. I talk about our greatest self and being able to tap into your greatest self you, so you, you can experience your greatest life. Mm. I have a feeling that you probably talk about that in your book to a certain extent, Relationship Chronicles, the truth about the stories we tell ourselves. Everybody make sure you go out and you grab a copy of Relationship Chronicles available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. Relationship Chronicles, the truth about the stories we tell ourselves by James A. Valentine. James, what is your question for me? What's, what do you find fun about speaking? Ooh, uh, okay, so this is a show that has a time limit on it. 
<laughs> I will try to be cognizant of the length of my answer. The first thing that I like about speaking or that I find fun mm-hmm. about speaking is it pushes me. And I know this is going to sound strange, Bridget. How do you equate that <laughs> to fun? But it pushes me to keep being better and better and to keep showing up as an improved version of myself than the last presentation. Mm. I, I mean, that's what I like. And I will even make adjustments right there in the presentation. Yes, yes. I'm constantly coaching myself in a presentation. I was doing a keynote in Connecticut recently. And I have to stop myself because I felt myself moving without purpose. And Mm. I'm always telling people to move with purpose. And I had to send a silent message to myself, fool, what are you doing with all this movement, girl? Stop (laughs) it now and make sure there's some purpose to you moving all over the stage. What you doing? Driving the cameraman crazy. (laughs) That is what... to be fun about speaking is it makes me continue to do a better job not for me but for my audience for the audience I love getting great questions Mm -hmm. from the audience that makes speaking fun for me because then I'm going to take those questions because for me that that lets me know I have them thinking Mm -hmm. one Mm -hmm. or there's a gap in my content yes and so from for for when I get questions I'm trying to make a mental note or I'll try to run and jot it down or jot down (laughs) some little keyword right Right. it's like a training or workshop where you have that latitude in a keynote (laughs) I don't know if you need to be pulling out a notepad and jotting down right 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 (laughs) Right. But it I, I guess the fun part is just me being able to always think to myself, let me look at that last presentation. Mm-hmm. And every single time it's going to be better than the one before. That's oh my goodness, that's just loads of fun for me. Yes. Loads of fun. And making the audience laugh. Yes. I love making people laugh. I yes. love Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I could go on and on, but I'll stop. That's 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 what I like about speaking, or that's what's fun about yeah. speaking. And that's a, and that's a great answer. I would I would say the thing, same thing. It's the engagement for yeah. me. It's it's the it's like you said. It's the laughter. It's making them laugh. It's seeing the aha moment that that they get the insight that they get. But it's really just kind of like back and forth um, between between you, the speaker, and and the audience itself. Yeah. And even in a keynote, you can have the back and forth. Absolutely. Typically in a keynote, it, it, it's something of a monologue, but you have a conversation where you make sure you're taking your audience on a ride and there are peaks and valleys. So there are, there are moments where you want them to stop and think. There are moments when you want them to smile. There are moments when you want them to lean in. There are moments mm-hmm. when you want them to just be quiet and listen. And so that's the give and take with your audience, even during a keynote when there tends to be less conversation from the audience than you would have in a workshop or a keynote mm-hmm. or, or 
mm-hmm. or a breakout or a training. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Uh, James, what else do our listeners need to know from you in order to make sure they're just showing up and being the best versions of themselves when they're on the microphone? I would say, and this is this this may sound more spiritual, more woo, but I kind of go back to the greatest self, the greatest really kind of connecting with the greatest speaker inside of me. And what is that person doing that maybe they're not doing? And I, and I, I, I go the whole, I cover the whole list. I mean, I'm talking about from the moment that person gets up, how are they preparing for their day? How are they, who are they studying? Because for me, one of the big influences for me when I was really getting into speaking really heavy was Dave Van Hoos. And I would just pull up his YouTube videos. He's, he's kind of a speaker to the speakers. He scripts out speaking um uh, speaks out the speaking for certain speakers and they just follow that and then you see people run to the back of the room when they're offering their product and service and so i would study him on youtube study what his what he specifically would do what he wouldn't do and i actually had the opportunity years later you know about two three years ago to actually meet him have dinner with him uh, i think it was a couple of times so it went from seeing him on YouTube to actually having dinner with him. But just studying like the TEDx speech, like there's a woman called Amy Cuddy. She, what she does is she kind of looks at the top TEDx speakers. What do they do with their hands? How, when, how are they standing? What are their body posture? She studies what, a, what, a, what the top speakers are doing and she kind of breaks it down. So when you're really trying to be the best speaker you can be, study study, 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 emulate, test out while you're in that room or in front of that mirror. See what you can do with your hands. See what, see what you can add to your repertoire as a speaker. See how you can fashion your message in a way that, oh, this will allow me to be a little bit more effective. And I'm huge on stories. If you want to pull a crowd in, tell a story. So it's really perfecting your your craft by studying those who are already doing it at the level you want to be doing it at. I like that you brought up Amy Cuddy because she mm-hmm. is the queen of this power yes. pose. Yes. And there is something to be said, no pun intended, about nonverbal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Communication. Absolutely. And and she's found that positive body language. I mean, mm-hmm. you are standing, you have your shoulders back, mm-hmm. you have your head up, mm-hmm. you have a certain stance about you, that positive body language can, in, can cause an increase mm-hmm. in testosterone mm-hmm. and it can cause a decrease in cortisol. Cortisol is that hormone that dictates how your body responds to stress. So you want cortisol to be low, but then you want that testosterone to be high because that testosterone can cause an increase in confidence and motivation. Don't listen to me. Listen to Amy Cuddy. Okay. Don't listen to (laughs) Amy McGowan. Listen to A. Cuddy, right? Yes. And just, I mean, whether you do a power pose before your presentation or if in the middle of your presentation, you're course correcting, like I did with my body mm-hmm, language, where mm-hmm, you're moving mm-hmm. too much. 
Less movement equates to more tension focused on you and higher confidence and just having that body language, working on that on a daily basis. See, we don't talk about that speaking and speaking well Mm -hmm. is closely tied to a lot of things that have nothing to do with you opening your mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. My last uh, television appearance, I, I spoke specifically all on body language, how you, uh, you know, I mentioned Amy Cuddy because she's, you know, she's had such a great influence, but I, 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 I that was my whole uh, conversation was just like, I could remember if I'm maybe working on something, I find myself getting like this. I'm like, no, James, no, this is, this is how we're going to stand. Or if I'm walking down the block, I may be walking lazily. Then I had to remind myself, no, very confident strides because we think in terms of our mindset communicating to our body. But it's a feedback loop. Your body can communicate to your mind. And sometimes we can't get past what's in our head. So it's easier to take that pose and shift that mindset through your body as opposed to trying to think yourself into success. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Everybody, go get a copy of Relationship Chronicles, The Truth About the Stories We Tell Ourselves by James A. Valentine. James, thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. This is Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.